Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. morning to you. How are you? I am well and good evening to you. Praise the Lord. And folks, we're excited to be here with Pastor John Terrell coming to you from Sacramento, California. Find him on the web at eaec.org. And just a quick announcement. Uh, I've updated omegamanradio.com with some new links, which I think you all will be interested in checking out. Uh, we're back on Blog Talk as of this week, so you can uh, listen by phone now if you don't have any minutes on your data plan. That will help some people get into the show that couldn't. And, of course, we have an IceCast server now. We've got our own server, um, independent stream. So if uh, we ever get banned on some of these other platforms, well, take a lot to shut us down on IceCast. So we got that running. MixLR, of course, going. Uh, so... Uh, that also wanted to uh, mention, Brother John, to people that um, we're going to try YouTube for our eighth time. <laughs> uh, but you're not going to see all of our programs here because if I mention a couple key words, they'll immediately uh, give me a warning, a strike, and then 
you know it's it's over with so um i set up an account uh yesterday with brighteon done that a few years ago but haven't done much over there and um, i'm thankful that they're still going because i can put uncensored content up there so if we do any video work we'll put it up on brighteon uh that's mike adams platform check that out and um there we are. Go to MegamanRadio.com. You'll see some links. We're back on SoundCloud and a few other places. Um, every place we can get, Brother John, is a possibility we could reach a few more people, get them tuning in. So um, if I've missed anything, folks, let me know, and we'll check out some platforms. Brother John, how you been since last week? I haven't had any problems, so I'm just praising God. Got no pain, and if you got no pain, you know, can you complain? No. Amen to that. Praise the Lord. I had some pain in my uh, left elbow. It was like a tennis elbow kind of pain, and it concerned me. I had it for about two weeks, but it's uh, going away, and I'm doing some stretching exercises on my arms. Brother John, you know, people that are in wheelchairs, um, you'll find out many times uh, muscles atrophy and they begin to shrink in the leg muscles especially and you know what we don't use we lose I'm really beginning to understand that so uh, I've got to start using some of these muscles but also uh, your spiritual faith muscles too folks Um, if you do not get in the word of God and exercise yourself you can lose that word and then when you need it you're in a battle you can't remember it because you haven't been in the Bible in six months encourage everybody to start getting in the word renew their mind and also do some stretching and use some muscles that maybe you haven't used in a while because if you don't use them they diminish and then one day you just overexert them and next thing you know you pulled a muscle or snapped a tendon or an achilles heel it happens all the time uh, under use of your muscles there we are that's my micro sermon tonight flex your spiritual muscles too brother john you want to open us in prayer yes Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you once again that I'm here on Omega Man Radio. And Father God, again I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will not only work with me, but with each person listening, so that, Father God, they would understand spiritual truth. It would help them to change their lives. It would help them to go in a different direction so that Father God they can be productive in the kingdom of God and most of all to have the joy of the Lord knowing that they are in God's perfect will thank you Father God for anointing me right now anoint everyone listening so we can have a communication in the Holy Spirit in Jesus name Amen I'm in lesson 50 of my book, Christian Dynamics, course number four. And uh, <clears throat> we have sold this, this book out. It sold out quite some time ago. I have revised it, but we are waiting for it to be <clears throat> edited. And uh, so in the meantime... I'm using what I have revised 
And to you that are listening, if you simply says what I would like to have a copy of that particularly lesson outline that you're having right now, uh, all you have to do is to contact us at eaec.org, and it's eaec.org, and then you simply tell us, I want to have lesson 50 that Pastor John is working with on Omega Man Radio. And uh, we will send it to you electronically. So you can be anywhere in the world and you can receive it and we're not charging for it. So it is yours for the asking. Last week, I was talking about that if you're not in a spirit-filled King James Bible Church, you will miss most of God's guidance. And I want to spend some time to go back over that issue one more time because it is important. And I want to start with an illustration from my childhood in 1950. In 1950, I had, uh, uh, I was in the school uh, in Sweden, that's where I was born, and uh, they had the, uh, on the campus that they had, they had the, they had the uh, kindergarten uh, group, and then they had the elementary, and then they had the, for the high school, so on the campus, there were everything from year seven, because that's when we started in the school. We were seven years old, up to 18. So on this campus, there was also a another building. It was a medical building. And uh, it, one part of it was a dental office. And uh, the other part, there was a nurse that worked there, and from time to time a doctor would come. And so all our, all our, of our children, we had to go through there, and we were checked with, with a dentist, and we were checked out medically. So I want to talk about the, the dentist. Now, we didn't really like to go to the dentist because it was gruesome. So, they, when they did the drilling, they didn't have air-driven drills like they have today. But it was a, uh, it was an electric motor on the floor, and then there was uh, a belt, not a very thick belt, but a belt going up. And, and then an arm came over, and then there was another elbow, and then at the end of that was the handle where you put the drill. So this drill was uh, probably, it might have done maybe four or 500 RPMs. So it was a slow motion drill. And um, so one day we were drilling, so they have they would have a numb us or give us a shot, but uh, the needles they had in 1950 was nothing what we have today. So you, it was painful used to get the uh, shot to numb your your mouth, 
and then sit there and watch this belt going around and hear the sound of that drill and it created a lot of heat because it was very slow and it is not like you have today with a, with a dental drill you have water that is shooting in at the same time so you have it's cooling it so you don't feel the heat when they're drilling on your tooth so it was very primitive uh, compared to what we have today uh, in dental offices. And the reason that I wanted to describe this to you simply this, that there are some people that says, you know what, we want to go back to the old ways. And um, now you have the Amish people or Amish people uh, they simply decided to put a freeze at at around 1600 and say that anything that was in advance after 1600 is a sin, and so they cannot use electricity. Uh, they have horse-drawn carriages and hand tools and so on, and they, of course having no electricity, they simply are living with kerosene lights and so on. So, if you want to have the best, I, w I would prefer a dentist today that is using modern technology. Uh, in 1950, the stuff did not exist that they have today. They had not discovered it yet. So, I have no desire to go back to a dentist using the old-fashioned method with a belt-driven drill that they were drilling with, with no cooling and uh, pretty big needles, what I was shooting it with, and so on. So, picture that now, that you have some people that says, well, we, are, we don't want to modernize, we don't want to have a higher technology, we just want to stay with what we have here, simple, belt-driven drill for a dentist. Let's move that over now to a church. So there are today two sets of churches, not just in the United States, but I'm talking about Christian churches now. There are two sets. We have John the Baptist churches, and then we have the Pentecostal churches. So, let me take you to the Bible now, because I really want to drill this home here today. So, turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, and we're going to start in verse number 17. And this rumor, which means all the miracles Jesus did, of Jesus went out throughout Judea and throughout all the region around about. 
And the disciples of John showed him all these things. So now we had John the Baptist. He was in prison. And he was cut off. His ministry was stopped. And uh, so his disciples come and said, Well, Jesus that you baptized in the River Jordan, he's raising the dead, healing the sick, doing this and that and so on. And John calling unto him, two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus and saying, Are you he that should come, or look we for another? With other words, John the Baptist simply was not sure now that Jesus was the Messiah. His mother and Jesus' mother were cousins. They were relatives. And I'm sure that that they had met before. Uh, because when Jesus came to be baptized, John, John recognized Jesus right away and called him the Son of God. He called him the Lamb of God. And so now, John being in prison, he was in doubt because, after all, Jesus could have used his supernatural weapon to simply get John out of prison. But Jesus didn't do that. So John, now sitting in the prison, he simply said, I'm going to send two guys and ask Jesus. When the men were coming to him, he said, John, John the Baptist has sent us unto you, saying, Are you he that should come, or do we look for another? They want to find out, is this the Messiah, or should we look for another? And in that same hour, Jesus cured many of the infirmities and plagues and of evil spirits, and unto men that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto the two disciples of John the Baptist, Go your way, tell John what things you have seen and heard, how did the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor to the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. Jesus simply said this. Okay, John. Here's a message to you. You preached repentance. And that's fine. You prepared the way. People repented. And you baptized them in water. In the river Jordan. And that's fine. But I'm doing. More. Than you did. And he simply said this. The blind see. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. The poor the gospel is preached. With other words. It was a power-packed ministry Jesus had, including casting out demons, raising the people from the dead, and so on. So in these verses here, 
I want you to see the difference between John the Baptist and his ministry and Jesus and his ministry. John the Baptist did not have any supernatural miracles. He did not have the gift of the Holy Spirit working in his ministry. It was a simple message. Repent, ask God for forgiveness, and be saved. And once you've done that, we will baptize you in water. That is a John the Baptist church. The sad thing is this, that most churches today, if they are Baptist churches, if they are um, Presbyterian churches, Salvation Army, uh, Evangelical churches, Methodist churches, and so on. They are all John the Baptist churches. Most of them preach salvation, and some of them baptize people by immersion. Some of them are sprinkling them, and some do not baptize at all. They're basically a repentance outfit. And that's fine, because they get saved. But where is the power? Where is the power that Jesus promised his disciples to have? It's not there. So, John the Baptist churches, they have to resort to other activities. They simply, their pastors are trained at the seminary in, in psychology. And I would say, I've, I've been trained this way myself, so I'm, I'm not, I'm talking about, I've been through seminary training. I know how it is. So we were trained in how to psychologically control people in the church. Uh, we were trained in how to run the finances, how to simply massage the people and uh, make them want to give money in the offering plate. And uh, we were taught, you know, how to do funerals and, and weddings and uh, go to the hospital and pray pray for the sick. Now, they didn't tell us to pray for the sick, they go to get well. They just pray for the sick. And a regular prayer in a John the Baptist church is this. Dear God, if it is your will to heal this person, thank you. If it is not your will to heal this person, give them grace to endure the suffering before they die. That's a John the Baptist church, which most churches are like that today. Not only in the United States, but around the world. So if you're in a church, if you're in a John the Baptist church, um, 
you are not going to seek the will of God because you are told that the Holy Spirit left the earth with the last apostle. We do not need the Holy Spirit today because you got the Bible. I mean, that's what the Baptist people are being told or the Presbyterians. We don't need a Bible. We don't need the Holy Spirit. We got the Bible. We don't need anything supernatural. Repentance, salvation, water baptism, that's it. That is a John the Baptist church that Jesus replaced. If you understand that, and I'm harping on that now, because many of you are in those churches, even if you are listening to Omega Man Radio, and uh, you are between places and so on. But here's what I wrote in my outline here. If you're not in a spirit-filled King James Bible church, you will miss most of God's guidance. And I also said the King James Bible because today there are a number of bastard Bibles and they have omitted verses, sentences, and then have tweaked the text and so on. So a Bible like the NIV, the New International Standard Version, is not the same as a King James Bible. It is simply a version that has been watered down. And of course, they don't push the Holy Spirit in that in that version of the Bible. So it is simply inferior. It is like you go back to 1950, a dental office in Sweden, where they had a belt-driven drill to work with on your teeth. So, you got to simply say, I want more. I want to have a church where the Holy Spirit is recognized, where the gifts are recognized, where the power is flowing. So, now back to page three on the outline. The Holy Spirit is a present-day communicator. There can be angels also. But everything that the Holy Spirit says is in absolute harmony with the Word of God, the Bible. Any message delivered by an angel must be in harmony with the Bible. Let's turn on our Bible here to Galatians. Uh, that is a book of Galatians. And we're going to flip to chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. And we're going to pick it. No, excuse me. Galatians chapter 1. Galatians 1, verses 6 through 9. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ. 
unto another gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and should pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed, let him be damned, cursed. That's a very strong statement. But let me reread again. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, and that you have received, let him be accursed. Let him be accursed. Do I have examples on that? The first example I can give you is Muhammad that lived around about 700 after Christ. He got an angel came. He was an angel of light. And he gave him all kind of revelations. Did they line up with the word of God, with the Bible? No. That's the religion of Islam. Do you realize that more than one billion people today, more than one billion people today are Muslims because this man, Muhammad, listened to an angel of light that was not from God, was an angel from the devil, created a religion that now 1,300 some odd years later is thriving, enslaving one billion people on earth. Plus, the second time I can, example I can give you is Joseph Smith, who went around 1825 in that, in that ballpark, 1825, 1830, was out in the field someplace, and he met an angel of light that told as a matter of fact, both these angels of light is the same one. It, it's, a, it's Satan, simply himself. Both of these angels of light said, Muhammad, Jesus has failed. You have been selected to do what Jesus failed. Same story to Joseph Smith. Jesus has failed. His church has failed. You, Joseph Smith, have been selected to be the new prophet that would save mankind. Neither one of these prophecies that these men got line up with the Bible whatsoever. Matter of fact, they are totally, absolutely opposed to the Bible. 
And today you got, I think, about close to 20 million Mormons that followed Joseph Smith, was a crook, a thief, a liar. And uh, they're following him all the way to hell. So, remember this. The Holy Spirit is never going to tell you something that cannot be verified in a King James Bible. There's been some odd people that had some crazy prophecies. And there are times I heard them and I simply said, I, I do not accept that. I reject that. It's not biblical. So just remember this. Any message delivered by an angel or a spirit that says, I am the Holy Spirit, because they are unholy spirits. And uh, let me take you here to the gospel, this actually the letter of John, first letter of John, chapter 4, verse number 1, where it says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits with our God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is he that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that you come and even now already is in the world. One thing that Islam is stating is Jesus is not God incarnate. That is plainly stated in the Quran, their Bible. The same thing with Joseph Smith. They do not recognize Jesus as God in the same way. And both these lying prophets, they're not prophets, they were simply scumbags, I would call them. They have led so many people astray and led them to hell. If you are in a church that is only preaching parts of the Bible and denying the supernatural moving of God in the now, there is no way that you can know the whole counsel of God for your life. The teaching in a non-spirit-filled Bible church will fill you with unbelief and hinder you from hearing what God has to say. If you are in a John the Baptist church, I feel sorry for you. You are simply missing everything that can be missed. You can be saved in the John the Baptist Church. And you can be baptized in water. But that's about it. 
you have no spiritual power, no understanding. You're simply meandering around and listening to all kind of fear preachers. Today we had them all on the internet where every day there's a fear message. And then, of course, send them money so they can continue their, their thing. We're going to read another scripture right now. I'm going to read to you from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. Hebrews 11, 1 through 6. Now, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain the good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testified the gifts, and by it being dead yet speaks. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. If you are in a John the Baptist church and you says, well, I didn't know any better. Uh, I didn't know. Yes, you did. Because it's one thing in John the Baptist churches, they do read the Bible. And you have read the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the book of Acts. And you have read about the miracles that Jesus did. You have read about the miracles that took place in the book of Acts. You have read in the Gospel of John chapter 14 where Jesus said, And greater works than these shall you do. You read it. But you did not believe it. You cannot blame that on a preacher. You cannot blame that on somebody else. That is your own stupidity, if I can use that word. Stupidity in the spirit world. I go, I go and shop in a certain store. And um, when you, uh, it's a grocery store. So when you check out, they, you get a receipt, and uh, on the end of the receipt, 
he said something, you know, next time you come by, you, can, you, you show this, you get $5 off. Um, I saw that. I thought, oh, that, I didn't want to bother with it. Cut that off. Keep that in my wallet. Next time I go shopping, pull that up. That's a lot of work. I'm lazy. I don't want to do that. So what I did was I simply cut it off and threw it in a waste paper basket. And I'd done that for a number of months. I threw $5 each time in a trash can because I'm too lazy to go down to the store and say, hey, uh, is this still good? And I said, yes. So I didn't cash it in because I'm as lazy. Get that word? So you read in the Bible and you says, well, it says here, you know, that uh, you shall be able to do this, do that. Matter of fact, let's just look at something here. That So let's just turn to Matthew chapter 10. That's Matthew chapter 10, verse number 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, you read that. And did you research it? No. Did you pray about that and said, what does that really mean? No, you're too lazy. You just read it. Go to the next verse. Now, if you go to the Gospel of Luke, we're going to land in Luke chapter 10. And we're going to pick it up here in verse number one. And after these things, the Lord appointed all the seventy also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. Hmm. You write that? Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know, man. Some of the others, I don't know. He sent them two and two into every place. I don't know who they are. Let's read verse 2 now. Therefore said it to them, the harvest truth is great, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Yeah, I know, you know, that not, not most people don't accept Christ, you know, and most people are not saved, you know, so uh, that verse doesn't mean that much to me. Same chapter now, verse 17. And the seventh returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. Oh, there are no devils. You're in the John the Baptist Church, and they said there are no demons. Um, I don't know what these guys did. And Jesus said to them, I beheld Satan and lightning fall from heaven. 
Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding this, rejoice not that the spirit is served unto you, but rather rejoice, because your names are written in heaven. So you read that. Okay, well, I don't know what it means. Uh, the, the pastor says it's not for today, so I'm not going to worry about it. I'm, I'm just going to let it slide into oblivion. Just as stupid as I have been at throwing away my $5 tickets to the store when I go shopping because I'm too lazy to put them in my pocket and have them the next time I show up. Let me take you now to the Gospel of Mark. It's the Gospel of Mark. And we're going to go to chapter 16. And I want to tell you a funny story. At the seminary, when I was in seminary between 1969 and 1973, one of the first things we students were told was this. Whatever you do, never preach from Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and on. So someone said, why not? Because that part is not in all the major manuscripts that we had from that time. So you cannot use that. Well, it is in the King James Bible. It is in a number of manuscripts from the time of the first century. But let's look at what does it say. So we're going to read now from Mark chapter 16 and verse number 15. And Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So you folks have been in the John the Baptist Church. You've read that. And you says, well, we are told this is not for today. So I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to continue being sick, not doing good, having a lousy life. So then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Wow. Jesus confirming their preaching with signs. No wonder the professors and the denominational leaders in the United States that are heading up John the Baptist churches are simply saying, 
We don't want Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 20. That does not exist in our Bibles. It's there, but it is not there. So here is now where I want to, to bring it to. You have, and I probably have harped on this for a long time. Muhammad, in his writings, actually he, he didn't know how to write, so he had somebody copy it for him. Same thing, Joseph Smith did not know how to write either, so he had to speak it and somebody else wrote it down for him. Isn't that funny? Both, both these men were illiterate. And they became heads of powerful religions. So, both of these men, they have no miracles. There's no power. There's no supernatural events. It has simply been stripped out. In John the Baptist churches, the supernatural has also been stripped out. It's done in a much clever way by saying, well, we don't need the Holy Spirit today because we got the Bible. That is the most vicious lie ever composed by the devil himself. And you can go to any Baptist church, just about any, and ask them if that's a true statement. And they would say, oh, yes, we believe that. Hook, sinker, and line. And they are simply echoing what the devil said. You have no power. That brings me that. So, in other words, what you got to do, you got to make a decision. What kind of church do you want to associate with? Do you want to be in a church where they teach the entire King James Bible word for word? Where they believe in the Holy Spirit, in the gifts, in salvation, power, healing, casting out of demons, the whole nine yards. Do you want to be in a church like that? Or do you want to be in a church that is limited? that has salvation, water baptism, but that's as far as they want to go. If you say, well, I, I want to stay in John the Baptist Church, you might as well say this. I want to go back to the way the dentists used to work in the 1950s, because even in the United States, I had the same thing, where they had a belt-driven drill and uh, I want to go back to the good old days. Well, if you got any smarts, if you walk into a dental office and you see a belt-driven drill to drill your teeth with, you would simply say, I think I'm heading out. Thank you very much. I, I don't want to stay here. I want to find a church. 
I want to find a dentist where they have a air-driven drill with a high velocity and with water cooled. That's what I want. Let's talk about, I'm just going to get into this very briefly here. How to define the Bible. You have this on page four of my book, Christian Dynamics. Course four. Lesson 50. The Apostle Peter walked with Jesus for some three years. Then saw him after his resurrection and walked with him for an additional 40 days during which he was further instructed in the counsel of God. At the time Peter wrote his epistles, only the Old Testament as we have today was considered scripture. So, when you had the Gospels written, the Book of Acts, and so on, the people in at that time, that when they referred to the Bible, that was to the Old Testament. The Apocrypha, as presented in the Roman Catholic Church, was not included in the Old Testament. The Apocrypha was a name given by Jerome to a set of books included in his Septuagint, which was a Jewish translation of the Old Testament, and means the Old Testament, it means hidden or concealed. The Septuagint is a Greek translation of the Old Testament that was translated in the third century BC, and they accepted the Apocrypha. At the time of the Reformation of Martin Luther, the Apocrypha again was rejected. Jesus never directly quoted from them, except for one, the Book of Enoch. And I'm going to be talking about that here next week. So we're going to stop here as far as the lesson goes. And I'm just going to talk to you a few minutes. You've heard me pretty much emphasize this 45, 50 minutes that I have had here on, on Omega Man Radio. The importance to have a real Bible, what I call a King James Bible, not a new King James Bible, that's not a real Bible. It's been tampered a little bit, but just an old-fashioned King James Bible. Also, that you have understood that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are still for today. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is still for today. I want to take you now to the book of Acts, chapter 1. That's the book of Acts chapter 1. And I'm going to read from verse number 4. And being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which says he who heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, 
but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And then in verse number 8, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Jesus spoke these words. Now, I I have been in John the Baptist churches as a child. I became a member in the Lutheran State Church in Sweden. Later, I became a member in the Mission Covenant Church in Sweden. Later, after I had repented of my sins and returned back to Christ in 1965, I joined another John the Baptist Church called Central Baptist Church, a Southern Baptist Church in Salt Lake City. And I was there for about five and a half years. Love the church. I remember having discussion with the pastor and saying, um, uh, in the book of Acts, he talks about these miracles. Uh, what about that? Oh, the pastor said, that's not for us today. We got the Bible now. Uh, we just preach salvation and water baptism. So, I was on fire, went to seminary, 69, and uh, I was preaching different churches at the same time being in seminary. And then I was told about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, a lot of us students, we talked about it. And I had a chance to go down to Los Angeles and be in a home with a spiritual person, introduce it. And later on, I went to a full gospel businessman's meeting and uh, there was laid hands on and uh, Shortly after that, after I cast some demons out of myself, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I can vouch for this. I was a good member. I was a good member in standing membership in a John the Baptist Church from 1966 to about 1970 when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. After I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, the preaching I did, I preached the same sermon, had more power. I began to cast out demons. I began to lay hands on the sick. And I began to move in the supernatural. And I realized, this is the real way to be as a Christian. Well, time is up right now, so let me just start here and tell a few things. <coughs> we have a church in the Sacramento area. You can call it the country church because we're out in the country. It's a small church. And we meet every Sunday. If you live in the greater Sacramento area and you says, I would like to come to your church. I want to know more about the Holy Spirit. Come on out. 
go to our website, eaec.org, and contact us, and we will call you, and we will tell you exactly how to get to our church. Because we are in a countryside. We are to the boondocks. Now, if you can't, if you don't live in the area close by, and you want to be part of us, you simply can go to our webcast page on our web, website. It's a weekly webcast, and you can click there. Matter of fact, right now you can go there and click on our website, and you will hear me preach last Sunday's message. <coughs> so you can get that today, last week. Saturday, Sunday morning, we, we take that out, put a new message on, and so on. So we start every Sunday morning. 8.30 Pacific Standard Time with music, 9 o'clock prayer, and about 9.30 I start preaching. That's available to you. Now, if you say this, I'm really interested in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to know more about it. I want to discuss it with somebody. Can I talk to you? Yes. Contact me via our website, eac.org. You can write an email, or you can leave a voicemail, or you can call, and someone in the ministry will pick up the phone and talk to you. And if you're not in the office, you can put a voicemail down, and we will call you back. And I will talk to you. I will listen to you. I will pray with you. So, if you really want help... We are available. We do cast out demons. We pray for the sick. And we take dominion in the spirit world. So all of that you can find at eaec.org. That's our website. European American Evangelist Crusades. eaec.org. O-R-G. Go to our website, and you take your first step. When it comes to Omega Man Radio, I'm a guest here. I don't get paid for coming. I give my time here because I want to. I I love to preach, and I like to reach people. I love Shannon Davis. We've been friends for a number of years. But he lives in Indonesia. He's married, got a beautiful wife, three beautiful children, and they have not yet come to the stage in this world where they can live without food. They need beds to sleep in, and then need the cars when they go to the store and so on. So it costs money. So when you're listening to Ringerman Radio and you say, I really like this channel, I like Shannon Davis, support him financially because he's full-time in the ministry. If you support him, his program will keep coming. If you're not supporting him, then he goes away. That's how simple it is. So go to his website today, find his donation buttons, and he got about four or five of them, and hit one of them, put in a great offering, and simply say, thank you, Shannon, for being there. 
and that will bless my heart. Don't send any money to me. Send it to Shannon Davis on Omega Man Radio website. Back to you, Shannon. Brother John, what a powerful teaching tonight. What would you like to title this for the archive? <sighs> yeah. And thank you for the plug, by the way. I love you, too. Why don't we call it this? Uh, what is a John the Baptist Church? What is a John the Baptist Church? Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Um, okay, I got it written. Spot on. Except no substitute, folks, for the authorized King James Bible, if you speak English. I never have and I never will. Why? Because I found the best translation God has provided for us in the English language. As millions have. It's going to get me to heaven. It's got many others to heaven. It'll get you too. If you read the word of God and obey it. But if you got one of these new age versions, heaven help you. Because some of them are super corrupted. And uh, I don't need to settle for second best. I got the best. And you know, there's some good news, Brother John. Um, there's a billion Chinese people and they have been reading a version that was not translated from the King James well praise God uh, some years ago a group got together and they did a great translation from the English King James into Mandarin now a billion Chinese can have a Chinese King James Bible it's awesome and uh We've got a problem here in Indonesia. Make a long story short, I came here and I was shocked to find out that the Christian church here is using a Bible they call the Alkitab, which stands for the book. And in there, in the place where you would have uh, the name of God, they have the Muslim God, Allah, who has no son. you got an entire church, just about, probably 95% or more, that are praying to a demon named Allah who has no son. And it was shocking and uh, made me sick in my spirit. And I said, has it always been this way? And I found out it wasn't. And I confronted two pastors here that I know. One of them was here in the house uh, with fellowship. And I said, listen, what's going on that the Christian church is praying to the Muslim God who has no son. Every Muslim knows that Allah has no son. I agree with the Muslims. Allah has no son. It's not the God of the Bible. And uh, he said, uh, I said, it's Jehovah, or in King James, capital L-O-R-D, the Lord, God Almighty. And he said, you're right. And I was shocked. He agreed with me. I said, well, then what's going on? He said, the Indonesian Bible Society, some years ago, when they were translating a new version. They had a Muslim sitting on the board, and the Muslim recommended that when they got to the translation for the name of God the Father, that they put in there Allah. What compromise that they agreed, and so it was put into print. And I said, this is heresy. You can't pray to Satan and say you're praying to God. Well, God knows our heart. No. That's ignorance. He that knoweth do good and doeth not to him it is a sin. You're in sin. You don't pray to the God of Islam. 
He has no son. And he said, well, we're working on another version. Well, they haven't fixed it. So I didn't know what to do, Brother John, because I've got a family who needs to read the Bible in Indonesian. What can I give to them? And lo and behold, God put this thing together. I found an Indonesian man who's now in Florida, who before he left Indonesia and moved to the States, he translated the Bible from the King James into Bahasa, Indonesian. It's just not widely known. And that led me about four months ago in my story to find another man. He's an American missionary out in the uh, Northwest. And he also saw the problem. He wrote uh, a whole paper on this, on his experience here for 30 years, uh, trying to write this wrong and get a Bible in the hands of the people based on the King James. He's already translated the Old Testament, got part of the New I contacted him and I said, praise God, because this is just shocking to see the Christian church here praying to a moon god. He said, I know, and that's why we're trying to fix it. And I said, did you know about this other translation that's already been done? He said, I, I don't. I put the two guys together, and he said, this is fantastic. This is only going to speed up my research because we're still working on the New Testament portion. I said, so what's the bottom line here? He said, we're hoping very soon to have a translation into the Indonesian language straight out of the King James Bible. This has got me so excited. Um, It's that bad, folks. In some countries, they're praying to moon gods, and they don't don't even know many people in the church what we know. And it's sad. But uh, Satan's happy about it, and he wants you to uh, get a polluted uh, bread also. Uh, the mo- I'll say this, the most hated Bible, the most hated book in the history of this planet is the King James Bible. Hated very much in the church because the demons in people. And the most hated name is Jesus Christ. Go figure, there's power in that name, the name of the Son of God, and there's power in that book, God's Word in the English language. Accept uh, no substitute. Even the new King James Version is not the King James. It's polluted too. In the third version, it's a bridge Bible back to Babylon. And they took and translated that out of the Vaticanus and Sinaiticus, which are corrupt codexes. So if you think you've got a King James in the form of a new King James, throw that one out too. It's compromised. The last man standing is the authorized King James Bible. And the devil will fight you to keep you from reading it, to keep you out of your hands. He'll put people on your path to mock you for reading it. The these, the thys, and thous, the ye's. Well, you'll find out that those pronouns are necessary. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, There's more where that comes from. Thank you, Brother John, for being one of the few voices out there to stand up for the King James Bible. I don't know too many. And uh, it's God's Word. It stood the test of time, and it's going to get me to heaven. I'm here to tell you. And you too. If you get in there and read it, and if you say, I don't understand it, well then, study. Apply yourself. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you get to something you don't understand, keep on reading. Go back, ask God. Look up some of the words that may not be in our vocabulary. We have very poor educations in the West now. King James is written so a sixth grader could read it. But today, we got people graduating high school that were pushed on through, and they don't even probably read like they should. So if you got a problem, just blame it on the educational system and push on through. You'll get up to speed. Believe me, and before you read, pray and ask God to... Uh, give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and illuminate your word, 
and there you are. That's my micro sermon. Thank you, Brother John. God bless you, Sergeant. I'm going to send you this paper, and it will blow your mind uh, like it did me. But praise God, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and they are bringing in a King James. Hopefully, it's going to be in the uh, circulation soon, but uh, the people at the top, they don't want it. Let me just put it like that. They do not want it, and it's because they got demons inside. Brother John, we love you. We'll see you next yeah, time. Yeah, one question, one yes, question sir. for you. Yes, sir. When can I expect to hear back from you on my article I sent you? Okay. I got the email um, earlier this morning, and uh, I'll start reading it um, in the next 24 hours. Is that good? Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir, I will. <laughs> Love you, man. Love you too, brother. Thank you for sending it to me. God bless you, brother. Okay.